today to another podcast episode of Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce, and what a privilege it is to have all of you out there by SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry, and others. We're just so very pleased and happy to have you with us today. We're going to continue with our study in the book of Romans. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. If it is, like it and share it with others. You can also go over to EstablishedInTheFaith.com And if you go there, you'll find more information on how you can subscribe to this podcast as well. We love hearing from you, so please feel free to contact us with any questions and comments that you may have. Well, we're going to go on into our study now. Let me invite you to go ahead and take your Bible and turn with us, because I know it's going to be a blessing to you. Romans chapter 6, we're going to pick it up with verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ. Now, we've taken a look at these verses already, but uh, in order to proceed further down in this chapter, I felt like we we still have to go back and uh, recap some things, get a good running start, if you will. The... uh, Greek word for baptism is baptisma, and uh, it refers to something being placed into a new environment or into union with something else in order to change its condition. And uh, if you remember the little example I gave you last week of the winch that my dad made and put on the truck to uh, winch some barrels up on the truck, we got hold of something real heavy one time and it bent that winch over and uh, bent it all out of shape well he took it off heated it up straightened it back out and he welded another piece of metal to it and reinforced it and that is an example of our baptism in Christ we are in union with him and as I stated when my dad welded that piece of metal on there it's still on there. I saw it the other day. We were getting Christmas decorations down, putting things up, and there was the old winch sitting over there in the, in the uh, corner of the shelter there. It's still there. Uh, it hasn't rusted away or anything, and uh, it ain't coming off. And that's the way it is. Our union with Christ is the same way. We are in Him. He is in us. Um, another picture of baptism, if you will, picture the Titanic. It's laying at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean right now. That ship is in the water, but that water is also in the ship, and it's there. I know some time ago there were some people who were talking about going down and trying to raise it back up to the top and restoring it and whatever the case well, they haven't gone any further with that. It's, I think it's going to cost more than what they expected. Uh, can they do that? I don't know. But uh, if you will, picture that ship in the bottom of the ocean being in the water and the water in it. That, that is us being in Christ and Christ being in, in uh, that, that There's a union there that uh, cannot be separated And uh, man's problem is sin. And death is the only thing that can break the power of the sin nature. 
those who have gone on to be with the Lord, they are no longer in bondage to the sin nature. They are no longer under its rulership. They no longer have to suffer the consequences of the sin nature, the growing old, the hair that's coming out, the arthritis, the, the list goes on and on. Um, some of you, you remember a time when you could pick up a 50-pound bag of flour or a 50-pound bag of uh, fertilizer and walk across the yard with it like it won't nothing. Uh, now you kind of grunt. <laughs> When you attempt to try to do that, you don't you don't do things like you used to do anymore. Uh, you can thank the sin nature for that, and there is a connection there between the the spiritual part of it and the physical part of it. Age is just a part of it. God never intended for us to grow old. He never intended for that to happen. Sin is the cause of it. The wages of sin is death, and it's a slow death. Uh, But anyway, know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Uh, Whatever happened to Christ happened to us in the mind of God. And his death broke the power of the sin nature for all who would ever come to him by faith. And in the mind of God, when Jesus died, we died with him. Uh, Verse 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. When Christ was buried in that tomb, all that we were prior to salvation and every sin we ever committed, all of that was buried in that tomb with Christ never to be remembered anymore. Now, men will remember it. People will bring up, they, oh, I remember when you used to. And, and people will remember things and bring up all kind of things. But uh, God won't remember it. He's put it in his sea of forgetfulness, and he'll never bring those things up to you ever again when, when he forgives you, he forgives you. When Christ was buried in that tomb, the old you and everything you ever committed uh, was buried in that tomb as well. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We're in union with Christ by faith. Uh, like I said, we died with him, we were buried with him, And uh, we were also resurrected with him to walk in a newness of life. Uh, The word walk has to do with how we order our behavior. Now, before salvation, you couldn't live right. You couldn't do right. You just sinned all the time, didn't think twice about it. But now that you're saved, uh, you're you're cognizant of what is right and, and what is wrong. And you want to do that which pleases the Lord, and you have that power now. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in us. And just as we once walked in the oldness of death, we're now to walk in the newness of life. How do we do that? We have to cooperate with the Spirit. Galatians 5 and verse 16 
Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This I say then, this is Paul speaking, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We have that power living within our hearts and lives, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that potential power is in every single one of us tonight who have placed our faith in the finished work of Christ. But we have to cooperate with the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Order your behavior after the Spirit. And what did he say? Galatians five sixteen. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. All right, Romans 6 and verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, Paul was not talking about the rapture. Although that's going to happen one day, and uh, we're going to enjoy that great benefit. But he is talking about resurrection life, living a victorious, overcoming Christian life. We are to live that now. We are empowered by the Spirit. And if we'll walk in the Spirit and cooperate with the Spirit, we can have this resurrection life. And like I said, that potential is there. And we have to obey the Spirit. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Romans 6 and verse 6, Knowing this, this is what you need to know, that our old man was crucified with him. The term old man refers to what we were before we came to Christ. Uh, when we were dominated by the sin nature. It was crucified with him, and it is continuing to be crucified on a daily basis with him. Jesus said, Luke nine twenty three. He said to them all, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed now the word destroyed does not mean annihilation it does not mean elimination it means to be rendered ineffective its power has been taken away it's like a lamp you we got a lamp back there and uh, when you plug it in and the switch is on, it comes on and works. If you unplug it, you can flip that switch all you want. It's not coming on. It's not going to do anything. You have removed its power by unplugging it. And that's what happened to us when we got saved. The sin nature is there, but it has been unplugged. It has been rendered ineffective. See? And that was all done by the Holy Spirit when we accepted Christ. Now, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Now, some people get confused because they think this is talking about our physical body that is being eliminated and destroyed. And it's not talking about that at all. It is talking about the power of the sin nature that is being rendered ineffective. That henceforth we should not serve God 
sin. That's the latter portion of verse 6 there. And I don't know if you've ever thought of it in this way or not, but we're all born slaves to the sin nature. You're a slave to it. Whatever it says, that's what you end up doing. And you didn't have any power over it. And our identification with Christ in his death is what sets us free. We're no longer slaves uh, to the uh, sin nature. Uh, Verse 7, For he that is dead is freed from sin. When a person was born a slave, they were a slave for life. Their will was swallowed up in the will of the master. Whatever he said, that's what they had to do. And... Only death could set them free. And as it says, he that is dead is freed from sin. And the death referred to here, like I said, is not our physical death. It refers to our identification and union with Christ in his death. In the mind of God, when Jesus died, we died with him. Only death can break the power of the sin nature. And that is what happened when we got saved. And that's what we're studying here in the sixth chapter of the book of Romans. It is the mechanics of our salvation. When we got saved, we had that good feeling inside. Remember that? How many of you still have that good feeling inside? And uh, I know I do. Although sometimes I don't, I don't feel it. Sometimes I, I feel like a nut and sometimes I don't. But uh, we don't live by what we feel. We live by faith. But that feeling that you experienced on the day of your salvation, that's what we're studying here. We're, we're breaking it down, Paul is, and he's explaining what it was that took place in your heart and life. Our faith in his finished work is what has freed us from that sin nature. And we have a responsibility to maintain that freedom. Um, Galatians 2 and 20. Is that thing working now? All right, we'll see. Galatians 2 and 20. We looked at this last week. There we go. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. There you have the cross. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. It's not me doing anything, but it's Christ that liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. Of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This verse right here begins with the cross of Christ, and it ends with the cross of Christ. All right, go to Romans 6 and verse 8. Romans 6, verse 8. Now if we be dead with Christ... We believe that we shall also live with him. Now, that's not talking about when you get to heaven one day and spend eternity with him in heaven. Although 
Praise God, that's going to happen. And thank God for that. And he paid the price that we might spend eternity with him. But this verse right here presents our life and purpose in life right now. Had we just died with Christ and were buried with him, the work would have only been half done. But he raised from the dead so that we could be raised in a newness of life. And now it is our responsibility to walk out and to live out this new life that we have in Christ. Resurrection life. We're to be a light to others. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. How do you do it? Look right there, Romans 6, verse 8, zero in, if you will, on those two words, we believe. We believe. Hebrews ten thirty eight. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man shall draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. That's Hebrews 10, 38. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is the key. That is how you live this resurrection life now. You live it by faith. No matter what comes your way, you live by faith, understanding that God is going to provide for your every need. He said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's through and by what Jesus did for us at the cross that our every need in life, whatever that need may be, is met. And God is our Heavenly Father, and He's got our best interest in heart. And, and we, have to, we have to believe that and walk that out um, on a daily basis. We believe that we shall also live with Him. There is no life outside of Christ. John 10.10 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. His resurrection, by the power of the Holy Spirit, guarantees our abundant life, if we'll only walk it out by faith. All right, Romans 6, verse 9. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. He dieth no more because once was enough. Death had no right to hold him because he never sinned. His resurrection was proof of that. All that Jesus came to do, his life, which began with the virgin birth, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension. All that work that he did is now finished. It is a finished work. 
and death has no more dominion over him. And guess what? Whatever happened to Christ by faith happens to us. Death has no dominion over Christ. Death has no dominion over you and I either. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. Revelation 1 and verse 18. Dana, if you will, pull that up if you can. Revelation 1, verse 18. Jesus told John on the Isle of Patmos in that first vision that he had. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. If you will, go to Colossians 2 and verse 12. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 12, buried with him in baptism, there's that union with Christ again, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith, there you have the faith, if you don't mix your faith with what you're reading here, it's not going to do you any good. Through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened or made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Isn't that beautiful? Having forgiven you all trespasses, we are now quickened or made alive with him. Whatever happened to Christ happened to you in the mind of God. Now, look at what else we have been set free from. Verse 14 of Colossians chapter 2. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. That's the law. We've been set free from the law. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Jesus fulfilled all of the law. What Jesus did, he did for us. Jesus living a perfect life in the mind of God was you and I living a perfect life because our, our, our union with him. It don't make any difference that it took place 2,000 years ago. In the mind, time is of no consequence with God. It does not matter. And look at verse 15. I like this. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Our baptism and union with Christ means that his victory is our victory. He defeated the devil. 
which means you have defeated the devil. We sing that psalm. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Glory to God. There you have that baptism, that union. His victory is our victory. There's no reason in the world why you should go around with your head hanging down, defeated. You need to square your shoulders back and look right straight at the devil and say, Devil, get under my feet, because that's where you belong. If the devil's on your back, he's in the wrong place. He's out of place. He's got one place now, and that is under your feet. We've got victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 6, verse 10. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. Now this is not referring to acts of sin. But this is referring to the sin nature that's in all of mankind. His one-time death broke the power of the sin nature for all who will ever believe in him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Everything that Christ did was in accordance to the will of God. Now, now you think about that. Everything Jesus did was in accordance to the will of God. We see him at 12 years of age in the temple. Mary and Joseph looked around and he was missing. Couldn't find him. Three days later, they found him in the temple. And, and, and Mary said, Why in the world have you dealt with us in, in such a fashion? And Jesus said, Wish ye not I must be about my father's business. He told his disciples, he said, what I see the Father do, that's what I will do. His whole life was swallowed up in the will of God and what God wanted him to do. Now, he lives unto God. He's seated by the right hand of the Father, and he's making intercession for us, and that's in Romans chapter 7 and verse 25. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Now, whatever Jesus does in the mind of God is what we do. Do you catch that? In the mind of God, when Jesus died, we died. When Jesus was buried, we were buried. When he was raised from the dead, we were raised from the dead. And now he lives unto God. And guess what? He ain't going to mess up. So you know what that means? In the mind of God, as long as we keep our faith anchored in Christ, we don't mess up. 
Well, Brother James, you don't understand. I blew it yesterday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I did too. But, you know, I, I was reading behind someone the other day, um, Oswald Chambers. Have y'all heard of Oswald Chambers? He wrote uh, My Utmost for His Highest. It's a daily devotional. He made the statement that there are enough evil thoughts that goes through a person's mind, and we're talking about the godliest person, whomever that may be, there's enough evil thoughts that goes through their mind to damn them to hell for all eternity, but for the cross. Their faith in the finished work of Christ See, you don't even think about the thoughts that go through your mind as being sin, but it's sin. There's enough right there to damn you to hell for all eternity, but for the cross. Your faith in his finished work is what's going to get you there. Now, we've talked a lot about the sin nature and how it's cut off, how it's shut down, how it's rendered ineffective, it's... uh, separated, that there's a lot of terms that I have used here the past few weeks. It is shut down and stays shut down. But it can be reactivated. And what reactivates that sin nature is when you allow your faith to shift to something else. Or you say, well, I don't believe anymore. I'm just not going to. If you want to reestablish relations with the sin nature and try to live that old life again, you can do it because God's not going to override your, your free will of choice. And if you want to go down that road, you can. The Bible says that no man plucks us out of his hand. If you want to be saved, you can be saved. But if you make the choice and you want to jump out of his hand, God will let you do it. So we don't believe in once saved, always saved. But as long as you want to be saved, God will make sure that you're saved. You ain't got to worry about losing your salvation. However, you can willingly say, I don't want to do that anymore i want to do this over here and let me tell you if you make that decision it it, it's terrible you you are miserable and there's a lot of christians that are miserable there are a lot of people that are miserable uh because they're trying to live this life and they're still holding on to that over there and, and i liken it to a battery uh, back years ago in uh, auto mechanics high school, we uh, were pulling a, a motor out of a car doing something other. And uh, first thing you do is disconnect the battery. Well, I disconnected the battery and laid that wrench down right up there on top of the battery. And uh, you know what happens when a positive and a negative hit? Sparks go to flying. Well, the teacher saw that and said, James, what are you doing? Don't you know that when, when that, them, you're fixing to blow that battery up and get hurt? And that's the way it is with a lot of people. They, they get saved, and then they make a decision that they don't want to live this life anymore. They want to go off over here. 
that they've got hold of a positive and they've got hold of a negative and they're shorting out. Their, their life is, is a mess they're, and, and it, it, it ain't a good feeling, I can tell you that. If you have a battery blow up in your face, it's not a good feeling. And trying to hold on to God in the world too, straddling the fence, there's a lot of names for it. It's a, it's a horrible life to try to live. But God's not going to give up on you. He's not going to give up on you. You can leave Him, but He won't leave you. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. He'll follow that person and deal with them and try to bring them in. There are some people who will not. There are some people who they once had it, they're in hell tonight because they would not acquiesce and listen to his voice. But like I said, that union, that baptism in Christ with him, it, it, you don't tear it apart. You can try, but it, it don't come apart very easily. If the program today has been a blessing to you, we hope and pray that you'll share it with others. This podcast has been made possible by the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to EstablishedInTheFaith.com, click on the Donate tab. All donations are safe and secure through PayPal. We look forward to hearing from you.